Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of The Earthy Girls. I'm Rebecca B., and I will be here in the studio with you today. Raquel is out in her garden enjoying her time with her babies, but she is also busy answering DMs, texts, and messages from our followers who are eager to begin planning their garden. So today, we will wrap up our gardening series, but before we dive in, let's take a listen to what Raquel did for the planet this week. Hey, Earthy friends. I hope everybody has been enjoying the first week of spring officially here in Texas. We've had some chilly mornings, but some warm afternoons. So I hope everybody has been enjoying their garden, whether they're getting out and picking weeds or tilling their garden boxes or sorting and organizing their seeds to plant or really just planning on what you want to start in your garden this year. Do you want to have an herb garden? Do you want to have a vegetable garden? Do you want to have flowers in your pots on the front porch? Do you want to have a cutting garden to where you can actually plant flowers that you can go and cut and arrange for for floral design in your home? There are all kinds of gardens that you can start. So I hope you have enjoyed our gardening series here on the Earthy Girl podcast. This week, I have really been focusing on the weeds in the garden beds. They have really sprouted up since all the rain and getting in there and just by hand pulling all the weeds. I don't use any chemicals or any toxic pesticides. Of course, here on the Earthy Girl podcast, we are all for sustainability and eco-friendly, non-toxic products. So think about that in your garden as well as you are planning out your garden to make sure that you're looking for products that are non-GMO, that are organic, that are free of pesticides that could harm you or your family or your garden. And remember that we want to be able to have some of those weeds growing, especially if they're flowering, because a lot of times those are food for the insect population. So if you remember a few episodes ago, we did talk about how important the insect population is to humankind. So if you are actually planting in your garden this week. Think about your little insect friends out there and creating an ecosystem for them to live, not just us as well. So hope everybody has been enjoying their first week of spring. Can't wait to hear what everybody is doing in their garden. Stay earthy, friends. Well done, Raquel. I, of course, do my gray water, my recycling, monitoring my food waste, picking up litter, and always, always looking for ways to reduce, reuse, and then recycle. It is a never-ending adventure for me, and I truly enjoy trying to save the planet one small step at a time. But do I get tired? And do I get lazy? Yeah, of course I do. I so wanted to buy a new planter pot for my Don Juan climbing rose, since it's outgrown its current pot, and that pot broke, so I need a new one. However, I have plenty of old empty ones that are still doable, so I cleaned them up, and I have already sprayed one with glossy purple spray, 
And then I replanted a hydrangea in it that Raquel gave me for Mother's Day one, one year, many, many moons ago. And the bigger pot is for the rose. It's waiting for more paint. And I did have some dirt in it. So I take a little bit of that out at a time as I custom make my own soil. You guys know that. And yeah, it's not as fun as buying new things. That's for sure. But I'm glad I can refurbish it with a little spray paint and a little elbow grease and then save us some money. So like I mentioned, we are wrapping up our DIY gardening tips and tricks. In the last two podcasts, Raquel and I talked about the basic garden setup. We talked about design, well, daydreaming first about what you want your garden to look like, then designing it, maybe taking pen to paper and drawing it out. And then we talked about uh, knowing your zone. That's very important. That's crucial for you to know your zone. That way you waste a lot less money. I have, I have burned through some money, y'all, because I was too lazy to know my zone. And like I mentioned, the bougainvilleas, that doesn't work here in Texas. Um, the lilacs don't work here in Texas. So yes, know your zone. Very important. We also talked about preparation of garden area and uh, taking care of your soil. And then we talked about what types of flowers and herbs you can plant. And we also explained the difference between perennials, biannuals, and annuals. And guess what? It's almost time to plant. But in my humble opinion, we still need to wait just a little bit. Maybe if you can give it several more weeks, two more weeks, I would say is pretty good. But check your zone. Okay, go back to that. So talking more about soil, why is it so important? Because it is the fundamental, right? Between the fundamentals to grow things are what? Soil, water, and sunshine. So organic mulch, what is that even? You may say, Rebecca B., what is organic mulch? It is nature's security blanket. Yeah, it adds nutrients, it helps prevent soil erosion, and it cuts down on weed growth. So you definitely want to get some. And here in Texas, we finally had a little bit more rain. So there should be some nice decomposing wet leaves, pine straw, old grass that you can make your own free. And it's a wonderful organic matter. It's a mulch and it's free. But if you don't have, say you don't have a big yard with a lot of trees like Raquel and I do, uh, and maybe you've just got a compost bin. That is also another organic mulch. So yes, use your compost. Hunter Bear was here last Friday and he was playing in one of my empty garden boxes. I gave him a little shovel and some little tools and digging away. And he said, Mimi, what's that stuff in your dirt? And I told him, I said, it's the compost. It's the compost that I mix in because he could see the little bits and pieces of little eggshells, you know, decomposed veggies, the coffee grind, all that stuff that I add to the compost bin. So he could tell. Uh, and I told him, I said, it's good. It's good for the soil. But if you don't have a compost bin and you don't have a big yard with, you know, stashes of decomposed leaves and matter, you can use inorganic matter. You can, that could be a, a great mulch. You know, you can use black plastic. I've even used plastic. I've even used burlap. You can use gravel, decomposed granite. And then if you're using a landscape company, they will typically have these pre-rolls that they just roll out before they start working on beds. 
And you can also, if you have extra cardboard laying around, before you put your soil in, if you want to put, the, if you've got a lot of, you know, Amazon boxes, cut those down and put those on the bottom of your bed and then add your soil on top and then your organic matter. And that cardboard will decompose. It's natural. It'll naturally decompose, but it's also good to help preventing the weeds from sprouting up because, you know, earthy girls, we don't use weed killer. We have to use our own hands to pull them. So we basically want to try to prevent those weeds from getting into our garden boxes. Here's the next big thing to talk about when we're looking at our soil. pH levels. And we are familiar with, you know, seeing a water bottle that's, you know, pH infused water. And we know that it helps balance our bodies. And we know that we need to maintain a healthy alkaline level as a human being to maintain our best health. But with plants or with soil, pH levels, they refer to the acidity or the alkaline of the dirt. So, and it depends on the type of vegetables, but it's very important for you to have a good pH level in your garden bed when you are, when you're going to grow vegetables. And it's a zero to 14 range. And we really want to stay around a 6.5 or 7 because that's going to be a neutral pH. But some plants like acidic soil, more acidic, like a blueberry. Some like a more alkaline. So it really depends. And this is where it gets tricky. You have to do your research. You have to, first of all, like we said, design, know what you're going to grow. And then look into it and it'll say, oh, okay, this one likes an acidic soil. What are some things you can add? There's two different types of things you can add. You can add lime, you can add sulfur. And we, we can go over that more, especially if you have questions, please contact us and let us know. And you can order these online. You could probably find some at your local nursery uh, or an ag center. So this is another reason why I love container gardening, because like I said, I can be lazy and before I got my garden boxes several years ago, and then I had a big garden that we did about five years ago, maybe a little bit more, well, around five, I guess, I did container gardens because I felt like I could control my soil. I knew I could go and buy some good stuff at my local nursery that's enriched with nutrients, and then I could add my compost because I've always had a compost, pretty much always. I mean, not forever, but a lot for a long time. I felt like I could, you know, buy the, the nice soil with the nutrients and I could add compost and add perlite if I want for the drainage. And, you know, I always knew I could add coffee grinds and eggshells. But then, of course, I learned about banana tea. So you can add all that to your soil. And then you know that your your vegetable or your herb or your flower is got it's it's enriched and it's going to be a healthy soil. So that's another reason why I really do tend to go towards containers, uh, because I feel like you get a little bit more control. Now, remember, pH levels are going to be different in soils, different, you know, what, depending on what country you live in, what state you live in in your country, even what county, and maybe even city to city. So that's another important thing. We want to have our good organic mulch in our soil, and we want to know the pH level before we plant what we're going to plant. And when to plant, that goes back to your zone and the growing season for it. By now, you could have already started or should have already started your seedlings. And those will be ready in six weeks. So 
I started mine last week, so I haven't seen anything bursting up yet, and I'm excited to go check them, but nothing's happening. But I know it's it's going to take a it's going to take a minute. If you don't want to do seedlings, like I said, wait a couple of weeks, or maybe go buy the plants uh, this weekend, and the transplants. If you're going to buy a tomato plant, if you're going to buy a rosemary, uh, some jasmine, or some mint. Um, or you're going to buy lettuce or kale, you can go buy those now. Just keep those close. Don't put them out in the ground just yet. But here's another pro tip. If you've got the weather app on your phone, check check that. Check the next two weeks and see, is there going to be any, any, any frost? And remember, a frost happens after under 32 degrees. And it can really... It can survive something you've already gotten in the ground, but what you're looking for is a hard freeze, something that's like 25, 20, between 25 and 29, that's a hard freeze. So check your weather app, know your zone, and then if you want to be a year-round gardener like this girl, she got herself a greenhouse, yes, and so it's almost finished. We bought a kit online, and it was a little bit more of a challenge than my husband anticipated, but he got up bright and early last Sunday, started at 8.45, 9 o'clock, and then by 3.45, I was out there, and he was dehydrated, sunburned, and cranky, and I was like, okay, I need to call in some help, so I had to call in my son to help him because it was really a two-man job, so if you've got the money, splurge and have somebody come and put it together for you. Or if you're like us, we are DIYers, you know, we take pride in that. But sometimes, you know, you bite off more than you can chew. And that's that's it in a nutshell with a garden. So I hope you enjoy the tips and tricks. And we look forward to hearing from you if you have questions or you just want to brag on what you're growing. We want to hear from you. Please hit us up on our Instagram at earthygirl.co. So, earthy girls, earthy guys, it's time to get out in the garden. Don't forget your sunscreen and grab that floppy hat, girl. Y'all stay earthy. This episode was brought to you by Petals to Paper, the magic behind the making.